I'm I'm remixing the Skype ringtone for you. I'm doing it in the style of a 1950s crooner. Doobie doobie doo, zoo doo doo, doobie doobie doo, zoo doo doo, baby. That's that's right. It's good. Ah, I thought it was good. Damn. I'm recording. I was already recording. I'm glad oh, you're you recording were. now. I didn't know you'd come in firing with recording ready I, to go. Yeah, I was ready to go. I, well, I wanted to record. That was my bit that I was going to open up bit? the podcast with. Bit. I'm really glad I wasn't recording then. Let's bury the now. bit. It's buried. That was No one will know what happened it. there. Why are you singing, singing now? Back. I was singing. Cause, you're cause no. I you're singing you're, on the last episode. You're saying no to my way. singing bit. Yes. And then yes, you're doing a singing bit, bit. My bit started last up. Ep- well, not last episode because you had the little update episode, which was great, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, the, I, the episode, the the real episode, I was on. But know, I'm, I started singing. But I'm backpacking on your bit, man. But I'm singing already. Wow, and it's well, great. It's, Everybody loves it. We're getting so many so comments great. being like, oh, do you sing more? It's yeah. Great. At least I bet nine Byron likes of my them. singing. And they're all from a relative of yours. I can think of one specifically. Not in my family. Listen <laughs> so, to this. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care. They're lost. We're incredibly funny. We are incredibly funny. I read something interesting today that I found uh, very funny. Okay, hit me. So apparently, apparently, they found the blood Who's they? of Jesus Christ. Who's they? You know. Who's they? Just tell me. Hey. You, you. I don't know. Some you read it. Some research group. Yeah, it's it's clearly not real. Oh, so okay. the article like <laughs> didn't really say who it was. These people just they basically like these researchers. These people they they were yeah. just like yeah we found the blood of Jesus and we tested it mm. and there's 23 chromosomes and it turns out through DNA testing that uh, the blood's father wasn't human. Oh stop! So, yeah, you read yeah so you. What co- what yeah. clickbait ah. draw drew you to yeah. this piece of, uh, of information? That's well, what I want to know. Believe it. Don't and why did you click like, on this it? Must be true. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. Did you Google blood of Jesus Christ? You you Googled blood of Jesus Christ. That's what you did. Jesus out of my clothes. You, you uh, were just <laughs> you were just researching. <laughs> You're like you spilled wine on yourself, and you're like, "How to get blood of Jesus out of my clothes?" And you were like, "Researchers." I the same way when I say how to cook Jesus's body when I'm making bread. It's the same thing, Kevin. I have a a love hate religion. Whatever. (laughs) Is it? it It's not a deep cut. It's a deep (laughs) bread slice. (laughs) It's a deep bread. It's a deep bread stick. It, dude, dude, when you make when you make bread out of Jesus's body, it rises so much. All right, let's start there. That's good. That's good. I don't know like, why you wasted article, your time reading that. Yeah, I wanted to tell you about it. I, that's why. Right. I waste my time to bring it to this. Yes. Yes.
Right. Let's clap. Three, two, one. Yes. That was delayed on my part. Perfect. Whatever. Who cares? No, what are you talking? It was perfect. We did it. Always again. Flawless. Um, I, I love. I have a love hate relationship with the point that we're at with the exchange of information. Mm. Um, like between me and you. No, just as (laughs) as a species. I yeah yeah. I love that someone can take time out of their day to write an article about the blood of Jesus Christ being found. And it's like father not being human. Like that's that to me, creative writing being spread. Amazing. Love it. I love that it can be spread instantly. What I don't love is that we're also at a point with the exchange of data and information that there's enough people who would believe that I E flat earthers. Right. I dude. I agree. There, the earth is flat. A gentleman yep. recently <laughs> attempted to talk to me about the flat earth hypothesis. And I found out later he was joking, right? Like he was just kind of like going into the conspiracy theory like thing, like try, trying to get me. No, he was just trying to get me worked up. But no. No, not related to the, that discussion, but jumping in with his own little tidbit was a like a I would say like a almost post teen, probably like an eighteen year old, seventeen year old, eighteen year old who I've never met before, who just sauntered into the conversation saying, and I quote, I don't think gravity exists. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I yeah, I'm I know that's what yeah, I just walked away. Like I couldn't Kevin has loved the conversation. Like the the button pushing, I was like kinda like digging into it. I was like, why do you think the earth is flat? We've disproved it. You know, I was like kinda having like a little bit of fun with it. But yeah, when you can when someone who I've never met walks up and just drops the I don't think gravity exists, I'm like, I can't. I can't I don't have the time or effort that's to explain rough. to you a human That's being wow. who probably smoked more weed than he did read a book in school. Like how, and, and you know, maybe, maybe it was like, I don't want to hate on the weed smokers out there. Maybe it was crack. Who knows? Maybe. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go from weed to crack. Could, could have been, a, a, maybe, maybe he just was skipping class in general and, and spanking it all day. Who knows? But like, yeah, knows. <laughs> whatever. Um, whatever. Everything's a drug. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Everything's a drug. Everything's a drug. <laughs> everything's a drug. It's like I mean, the it's that's our cold open and so instead of everything's a drum from Auntie Donna, we're doing it. Everything's a drug. Everything's a drug. Just eating tissues like everything's a drug. Oh shit! You die shit. immediately. You, you uh, <laughs> I I can only assume if you if you think everything's a drug, you die quickly. <laughs> like that is yeah. <laughs> there there are so that's many things so. that can kill you that are like within arm's reach. <laughs> just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay welcome back to another episode of the unpop podcast i am hilariously yours kevin minor the captain of the ship soil capitan he him el hombre <laughs> with me as <laughs> always happening? is um i'm back odie matthews the chef cooking up content they them i wasn't here last week but good thing kevin was i handled it you're technically not here this week because we're doing it differently no I'm here right now you are but you're not because we're going to be checking true. in with you in the future we're future doing me. we're doing a christopher nolan tenet situation here I man love that movie. Yeah, well great you're in it 
Congrats, Good. you're living I it. Be, I want to be Robert Pattinson. <laughs> you're living the tenet. <laughs> That's the lifestyle that you're living now. You're you're one hundred percent in tenet. Um <laughs> Can't wait to see how this goes for future me. Oh, it's gonna be great, man. He's gonna save the world, I guess. I don't know. We'll check in with him. Um but all silliness aside, what are okay, so explain one more time for people what listening doing? what you're doing this weekend, yeah. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I have a YouTube channel, and last week at the time of recording, I did a video where I tried to basically fit like my entire trip into the tiniest bag imaginable to not have to pay for a bag on Frontier. So And you did it. The purpose of that was, and I did, I did. Um, it was very stressful, and a lot of people in front of me were forced to pay for bags that were smaller than mine, so the fact that I got away with it just shows the system is broken. It's flawed. But, Frontier Airlines, for overseas listeners, it's kind of like Ryanair here in America, Spirit and Frontier, are like the two, you know, like number one and number two of going to the bathroom on an airline. And so Frontier has been in some hot water with lawsuits because they are charging people who claim that their bags were smaller than, you know, the charged bag dimensions or whatever you want to call it. But on top of that, the reason why they're getting charged is because Frontier, allegedly, has an incentive program where if their gate agents can get people to pay to you know pay for the carry-on, they get a kickback because Frontier gets all their money by you paying for your seat, paying for your bags, and so forth, right? So that was the, the, the precursor. I really wanted to do something crazy and insane, so I thought, how fun would it be over the course of less than 48 hours to take eight flights back to back with the longest time in between flights being about five hours. So basically starting this Saturday morning, which is tomorrow at the time of recording at 6 a.m. all the way to basically Monday morning at 4 a.m. I'm going to be living, eating, sleeping and dying in airports as far west as San Francisco and as far east as Orlando, Florida. I think that's about as close together as we can allow the words fun and dying to be without reporting you to someone. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why you think this is fun. I think the fun part will be looking back on it, not doing it. (laughs) I think you're a madman. I love traveling, though. and I I think you might lose your mind on this trip. Maybe. It might alter you irrevocably. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I totally, I respect what you do. I actually, I love that you're taking the content that you're creating in this direction because I think it's, it's like bag reviews are great, but I'll be the first one to say like, they're a hundred percent not for me unless I'm like in the moment that I'm looking for a bag, right? Like if, if I wasn't looking for a bag, I probably, and if I wasn't your friend, I probably wouldn't watch any bag reviews right like yeah so 100 <laughs> yeah so like you know it's a it's a limited realm um but now ne- that you're taking that and applying more of a right-brained creative approach of like how you're presenting some of the bag content that you're making like because now it's now it's more than just the bag it's you traveling it's yeah. you going through the experiences that someone would then go through with said bag and i know that like somebody listening to that is probably like that's not that much more but it is it's a lot there's a lot that goes into that um and i think that there's a lot well, uh, you think about there's it. a lot to be taken away from that and you who knows like this might be like the thing that maybe like it changes the way frontier looks at their bags because enough people see it and share it or whatever 
Like, this is the kind of thing that happens where then a company goes, all right, all right, all right, we'll be a little more lax. And then people are like, yay, Odie Matthews. You know, like, the possibility's there. Yeah. I, I'm not saying well, it's 100% going to happen, but I'm, I'm going to try to help it. <laughs> I So the thing is, it's funny because, like, I've pitched this to people, and people are like, oh, that's not that crazy. Taking eight flights back-to-back -back isn't that crazy. Like, I even put it up on Instagram, and I got more, no, that's not really that crazy. I don't think people truly understand – the average flight experience, right? And this yeah. is coming from somebody who's traveled full-time for the last, like, five years, basically. Yeah. The average flight experience is you maybe have one-way flights that – or you might have a, a non-stop flight. Mm -hmm. But I would say most people that travel end up having a layover, right? Yeah. The average in America, the yeah. average flying layover combined travel time, if you have a layover, is around eight hours, depending on where you're flying to. Yeah. If you think about that, you take one flight, you get off of it, you go to the gate, you take your second flight, and then you're not getting back on a flight until your trip is over days later. Yeah. I am doing essentially that four times in a row. Yeah. I I think the same people who are so quick to go, that's actually not that crazy. They're they're like they're the same people that like if you told them, "All right, well, you know, your flight got messed up, so we're going to have you on two different connecting mm -hmm. flights." They would lose their mind, their right? Yep. They would be like, mm -hmm. "Oh my, are you kidding me? Like I can't, Why did I just beat myself out? I don't know why." I don't um, know. I saw that. But I was like, like <laughs> I did the same thing. I just did the same thing. I was like, "Oh, yeah, we can't curse." Like, uh -huh. I, I think I you know why I think I did it because I had I had already constructed a <laughs> fictional person at like a gate who was presenting this information to me in my head and I didn't want to be rude to them. <laughs> the fictional person I had made. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Well, like, I, <laughs> I just talked to you in the airport when I was in Orlando yeah. and I got to the airport yeah. at 3 PM and my flight was delayed. I was at the airport. I was sitting in the airport waiting for my flight to leave for almost nine hours. And I remember. I was Dude, I was having a vibe and I was vibing. I was on my computer. Yeah, that's I was the talking worst. to you. I was listening to music. I was walking around the airport. I was getting food. And everybody yeah. at the gate was, I could hear them. They were complaining and whining and like, this is, this is, I have a connecting flight. It's like, cool, man. But like, also at the same time, like, I'm weird. I know I'm in the minority here. I love sitting in the airport waiting for my flight. I love getting on a flight and, and looking out the window or taking a nap or watching. Like, yeah. There is something for me that I love. I love going through TSA security. I love the airport experience. I love getting on an airplane. I love uh -huh. flying. I love all of it. So I really yeah. truly believe that I'm going to enjoy every minute of this trip until maybe like the last two flights. I think the last two flights I might just start feeling it. But mm. we'll find out as we check in with future me if that's true or not. I'm a walking travel hazard for people who are either introverted or have social anxiety because I will talk to everyone. <laughs> like I do the same thing <laughs> at same the thing. airport on the plane doesn't matter if someone's even oh. like like looking at something that I'm relatively interested in just to pass the time I'll be like, what do you think about that? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotta tell you this story. All right, I gotta tell this story. Yeah, this is me. so fun to me because I this is this is why I'm such an extrovert. So I'm flying from Denver to Orlando. Okay. It's not it's frontier, it's nonstop, right? Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. I'm at Denver Airport and uh, we have a coffee place called Caribou Coffee. I love it. So I'm in line. Yeah, I know There's a dude behind me. Okay. And uh, I don't remember how we started we started talking about something, just a brief conversation, right? Like maybe like a minute or two. I get my yeah. coffee, I go to the gate, 
oh my god, same dude is in line in front of me to get on the same flight on Frontier. Oh, He's yeah. also the guy that got pulled to charge for his back. So we start talking oh, in the tunnel, damn. and we're like, oh yeah, this is bullshit. Like, Frontier does this all the time. I told him about the video idea. He was like, oh, that's a cool idea. We talked for a minute. I got on the plane, didn't think anything of it. Guess who's on my flight sitting next to me on the way home from Orlando? D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. How did you know? <laughs> It was the same dude. Oh. Same dude. D. Snyder. The same guy. D. Yeah, D. Snyder. It was the same guy. D. Snyder. I can't believe you met D. Snyder three times in one trip. Either. But, like, what are the chances? What are the odds of that? Right? Like, yeah. Dude, fucking crazy. Love that. I'm just laughing because now I'm picturing D. Snyder's hair. Twisted he's just got that huge hair. I, I mean, sometimes it's got to be so big that he's got to pay for two seats, right? That's got to be is the case. Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it, or are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Twisted the Sister. Day, yeah. Who who sings the song, Um, I Want to Rock? I think also Twisted Sister. I want to. Okay, so fun story about that then. I thought it was Twisted Sister, but I didn't want to tell this story. <laughs> you know SpongeBob? Okay. Yeah. So the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, which came out in 2005, which yeah. I saw in theaters, yeah. has a cover of that song, I Want to Rock, but it's Goofy Goober. Yeah. They contacted Dan Schneider from, or D. D. Schneider, Schneider from, yeah. D. Schneider. from Twisted Sister and was like, hey, we really like your song. We want to turn it into the Goofy Goober song. Can we do that? Yeah. And he was like, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Why not? I love that. It yeah, it's great. the best. Um. I I was just like remembering the last time I traveled and like I I literally like I all I did was make friends and it's really fun cuz you know I work in a realm where like one of the optimal characteristics to have is being able to converse with people and make conversation like even just small conversation right so like all the people cuz I the last like big trip that I took was to regional with some of the people from my job and like um, all the people that I work with, they're like, you just do that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you should too. Like that's your, like a hundred percent. Just be friends with people. That's like, yeah. that's part of your job. Uh, let's check in with future Odie Matthews real quick and see where they are at up to. in their travels. Currently two flights in. And so far I feel amazing. Not much to say because as of right now I have taken two flights which is as I established pretty normal for the average traveler so now I'm just going to do that three more times and I also noticed that I think it's really funny that all of the jet fuel on the runway has like the endo like the little cross like the, the cigarette emblem which makes me wonder if back in the day people used to smoke on the tarmac near jet fuel because if so that raises even more questions but so far future me is doing great so past me i hope you're having fun because right now i'm at san francisco airport about to have a burger and a beer and honestly i feel great i already said that but i'm gonna say one more time i feel great so with that being said i'm gonna go have a burger and a beer have fun. Well, it seems that they've started binging Star Wars from episode <laughs> episode zero. 
I didn't even know there was an episode zero. They just Me started either, whipping but things out. It in the future. That's great. It comes out tomorrow. That's why it comes out in the future. The future Odie's already losing yeah. their mind. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that we're doing this little bit where we're checking with future Odie. It's gonna be great. Just uh, making shit up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this past week, you and I were talking a lot. And uh, this will be a good through point, I think, in the show, because then we can break up the conversation a little bit. Um, you and I talked a lot. Uh, there was like, you know, what's really funny is I've heard nothing about it this week. But there was like a good cultural like week or two for Barbie, <laughs> mm, which yeah, says like a lot about trends. I know, but yeah. it says a lot about trends in general and just like how we consume media as like a global consumer market now that like for two weeks that was like the only thing people talked about and everybody showed up to the theater dressed in pink and like some people saw it even four times and like like there was so much discourse back and forth like positive and negative and like all of the takes and everything and then like i we've already moved on like as a culture we're just like yep we did it you know well yeah it's because that's because the corporations are taking the wrong success message from barbie instead of being like oh this is a movie that like has a really good message for a certain demographic of people that they can really relate to they're going what other toys can we make into Mm -hmm. movies like they're literally workshopping a hot wheels movie that is produced by jj abrams right now yeah well i yeah i think the other thing like in my mind is like this is a side effect of what i would call like i would call you know how like there's fast food like yeah well like so like you know you can go you can go i i i would call it like drive through consumption like that's what this is like everything is being prepared for us it's just presented uh we have a little bit of discourse about it you know like think back like even the summer like very similar to the barbie movie like the grimace shake you heard everything about it for two weeks and now it's gone right like that's just how everything is now like the the law of exponential returns is applying to the social experience in a very peculiar way um i'm not gonna weigh in on whether it's bad or good i think everything has like its own you know layers of good and bad to it i think one of the benefits of it is like you know there was all this like crazy outrage cry out from the incel crowd <laughs> about the barbie movie and you know mm-hmm. i i would even say alt right people just had an issue oh. with it in general because yeah. it was inclusive at all um <laughs> and then Better. like but but here we are 2 weeks later haven't heard shit about it you know which is that part's nice right <laughs> but I mean, then also like if we were paying more attention to it, there there might be a little more discourse and each side might learn like or rather rather everybody might have a little more time to, I would say, chew and digest and like process on their own. You know, like like if it were a well, I'm trying to craft an analogy with food and it's just not working. But like ultimately it's my department, but I'm the chef. yes, you're the chef. Um <laughs> You're the Jeff, uh, but there's Jeff, uh, but there's, you know, like there's, there's like a piece of, I think, interaction that is slowly kind of like it's disappearing in that, like, we want to know what we want to know about something very quickly and then move on from it. Right. 
you know, like it, it's like uh, controversy. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next controversy. And then, or, or rather like um, really big cultural moment. Okay. What's the next really big cultural moment that we can experience together? It's, it's a side effect of, of everything kind of being served up to us. Whereas like, if you remember when we had less, um, less, I, w- I would say less access to immediate interaction, uh, we were a little bit better at impulse control. I would say overall, like as a, as a global culture, we were a little bit better at impulse control in that, like, you know, um, Titanic came out and it was in theaters for like months, right? Like it was Star one of the Wars longest for a year. It was one of the longest runs ever. And people just kept going back and watching it. And I think part of the reason, and this is where I'm going with this is like, there's too many things to watch. There's too many things to be talking I, yeah, about. I want to talk There's about that. too much being done literally all the time. You know, I mean, the what what's the metric? Every on an on average 1.5 billion hours of YouTube are consumed a day by humans like collectively like obviously there's only 24 hours in it but you know just based on the mere minutes that people watch and that's just youtube right that's just one singular media platform where people are consuming more than what has existed in all of human history right human history in a day of information whether it be you know educational or absolute slop you know sludge content or somewhere in the middle just like entertaining and something that you're watching on your break or like a tv show or whatever you know someone someone reacting to something you know uh and it's very it's it's just like it's almost surreal how quickly that all happens like you you almost don't have enough time to slow yourself down to react to it well this is so here's where I'm at with this stuff and, it, and it's it's really frustrating yeah, we're in an era right now where there's so much to dissect in what you just said and so many opinions that I have but the first one that I want to talk about is all this requel prequel sequel reboot nonsense that keeps happening because now hit me every show that ever came out ever pretty much is getting some kind of like new season coming back like there was a show on Nickelodeon called like Zoe 101 that I remember very yeah. vaguely my older sister watching and mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that good. They did it yeah. they did a, a movie. A, a Zoe 102 movie. Like nobody asked for that. The iCarly reboot. Like Ned Z Classified's trying to come back. And then on top Wait. of that, all of these these are just all shows up top of my head. There's so many shows like these are just the, the Nickelodeon Disney Channel ones that come to mind. But on top yeah. of that, you have all of these people that used to be on these shows that now are doing podcasts. There is a podcast for every show that has ever existed, and none of the main characters are on it. And here's just a couple examples that I know of off the top of my head. Yeah. There's the Wizards of Waverly Place uh, podcast where the best friend and the dad host it. What? There's the uh, there's an Office podcast where I know Steve Carell and Jim Krasinski. It's like uh, who is it that does the uh, there's two people that do the office one. There's also the um, oh my god, I just thought of it. The, oh, the one for Psych, a show that I love. It's mm-hmm. not even the two main characters. It's uh, Maggie Lawson and uh, I forget who the other person. Is. It, point being, doesn't matter. Tons of examples is that I am so sick of every time a show ends, it has to be left open that it can come back down the road. Yeah. And a great example of a show that I think really like was like, nope, we're done. We're over Sopranos, right? Yeah. Like that was an open ending ending to an extent, but the creator was like, fuck no, I'm not doing any more of that. That's a done, that story is done, dude. Yeah. And like, 
the fact that every show that ends like we were just talking the other night we were like we're gonna try to find a new show to watch because we, yeah. we were when we're trying to find a new show to watch in the evenings yep. and i was like well i don't want to i don't want to watch anything that's on netflix because they do a season and then it gets canceled Yep. You know, and every show these days now, it feels like it has to be left open to come back or it's just not going to come back. Yeah. And I hate that both of those are like things that we've come across. But then yeah. on what you're saying with like the movies, the, the biggest thing that I think is going to happen right now is and we're already seeing it with the SAG after strike. Yeah. All of these movies are starting to get pushed like Dune 2 might get pushed to the end of next year. The more Ugh. movies they push into next year, mm -hmm. we're going to have the same problem we had this year where every weekend there's a summer blockbuster all mm -hmm. year long. Mm -hmm. And like I have an AMC movie pass where I pay like 20 bucks a month and I can see three movies a week and I still don't go see every movie that comes out. Mm -hmm. Like what does that tell you? There's too much. Yeah. And they're all and the problem is, is most of it is fucking mid or bad. And that's what sucks is like none of none of all of it is even good. Yeah, it uh, mid is such a such an applicable word, right? For for <laughs> like, it's so funny that that's like a, what an apt expression to exist in the cultural zeitgeist at the moment, where like that it could so accurately describe so many things, like right? You know, just like just like so many general experiences, and I feel like that's why people move on so quickly is because we're so used to like it's almost there's almost like this white noise of relatively elevated experience that we're constantly going through because we have so much information in our hands and at our fingertips all the time. Now, of course, I would like to unpack that we're doing this on a podcast and you, a YouTube channel hoster. <laughs> Are, are are talking about it you know so like there's a funny there's a I, I feel like i feel like we should be self-aware right and and there is a funny yeah. layer to that um you know going with what you you were talking about like these things getting pushed out all i i see i see the pros and cons i see okay cool well that also that gives some things a little bit more time to develop one of the cons is that like what comes in in the interim because there's enough of a baseline population of simple consumers of media right and and i do mean simple i don't mean simple in thought i don't mean like stupid i mean simple in that like they just consume that's it they need a show. They always have a new show. There are, you know, shows trend. They go viral or whatever it is. And and there's a baseline audience that consumes all of that, i.e. Tiger King, right? I'm And mm. here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. That was a that was a garbage low point cultural <laughs> moment. No, it really go was. Ahead. I mean, it and was. I know we're all locked up inside, but instead yeah. of like reaching for like some high class entertainment that we hadn't you know gone into before and other people discovering different things netflix just went tiger king here you go fucking yeah. you're right there you go it's for all of you yeah. and the and but because there's so many of those people you know if you seek power seek nobodies right seek the lowest like common or seek the seek the common denominator right um that becomes the loudest crowd and so what happens is we've conditioned ourselves in in late capitalism, I'm going to address it as that, and I don't care what the fuck I get labeled as for calling it late capitalism. That's where we are. We're in late capitalism, baby. Um, I would agree. In late capitalism, th that that crowd has so much sway, and we've conditioned ourselves so much to point 
at it and go, well, you got to make money and that's just how that works. And I accept that instead of analyzing it and asking questions and being a little bit critical and going, maybe that's not good for us Yeah, uh, 100%. In, in that in this realm of late capitalism and relative absurdity, as uh, I would say, as a as like a global consumer culture, um, <laughs> we've kind of reached this point where like the mid is so allowed and it, it's almost worshipped in the form that like there's a there's a demographic that will defend the fact that it had any level of success you know and it's like well okay we we do have to we do have to filter draw lines be be careful with our consumption of things you know i i actually going back to like you know one thing that i've talked about before i think binge watching is like one of the worst things that you can do because what you're doing is you're you're programming your psyche because this is all we have right we we have we have limited willpower control over what we intend well i say limited but we have limited willpower control over what we intentionally do and then everything else that we're doing becomes be behavioral beyond that however much willpower we exercise on the things that we're consuming and what we're doing the excuses that we're making what we allow you know yeah, I I, well, I know I'm getting I'm getting a little too no, no, deep right no, now. No, no. Okay, no, you got to no, hold that thought because I'm on there with you. I'm okay. I tied some weights to my ankles. I'm coming down to meet you. Okay, because if I'm being honest, you made me just think. I know we usually do a segment called "What's Your Jam," right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to yeah. talk real quick. I want to I want to introduce a new segment called "This Is Not a Jam." Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm twisting it up. So, what's what's not the jam? <laughs> so, I. I do enjoy binge watching and I'm guilty of yes. it, especially when it comes specifically for me. I like to do it with anime. I really like to binge watch anime because okay. otherwise I'll end up watching the first season of an anime like I just did and then it not be done. And I want to know what happens. So I just read the manga and then I never watch the anime again, which is still, I mean, Hey, whatever. I'm still getting the story. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep going. But I still, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. But um, so Apple TV, which we have talked highly of, because we both are fans, you've watched some shows. Yes, we are. We are going to start watching the Silo, which I'm super excited for. I haven't started yet, but I'm I'm stoked. But last night, I had three hours to kill, and I was like, you know what? The show Invasion looks so good, right? Like the trailer, uh -huh. it's an alien invasion, it's a mystery. That was single handedly the biggest waste of three hours that I have had in a very long time. I watched three episodes, yeah, and I am not joking. The plot moves forward zero wow you don't meet the aliens wow. you don't see the invasion huh all you do is switch between eight different sets of characters maybe like six different sets of characters and all you see them do is character develop they hear them talk okay. and interact like there's literally a whole scene where it's just two kids on a bus listening to old green day talking about music nothing for the plot right and what they're doing is there what, what the writer is doing it's simon kinberg who is famous for ruining the x-men franchise with dark phoenix Yep. And um, not Days of Future Past, but Apocalypse, right? Simon oh, Kinberg. Oh, the worst X-Men films. Right. So Simon Kinberg has been a very big producer, director, and writer over at Fox, specifically with the X-Men movies. So the fact that he got this TV yeah. show, I was like, oh, like maybe, maybe it's good. It's Apple TV. He the writers of the show are writing these characters and just 
basically just dropping all of this exposition and character development and being like, here it all is. Here's a conversation. Here it all is. Here's what these characters are. Yeah. Expecting you to feel something for them yeah. so that when the plot does eventually pick up, which I'm assuming it, it does, mm -hmm. then you, when something happens to these characters, you're like, oh, but like three episodes ago, they said this. But like, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching a show, especially when they're 55 minute episodes and there's only six to eight episodes a season, if I am halfway through that season, in a show about aliens invading mm. earth haven't mm. even invaded earth yet and you're too busy trying to develop your characters to make them likable you've yeah. already lost your yeah. premise is already gone because yeah. what i really love in movies and a, a great movie example right is meg to the trench the characters oh develop God. as the sharks attack and I think you really get a sense of who those characters are when they're put in those situations. So I would like to see the same thing happen just across the board. Like, let the characters develop. You're shaking your head. I know. I'm kidding. Meg 2 is a bad example. I just okay. wanted to put that out there. My goal is to mention that movie every episode. I thought I, I you were like, I thought you were serious, serious. And I was like, I don't a even good, know how to address Here's this a good right example. Now. Right. And I know that this might not be the best because there is a source material. Okay. But you know, actually, Star Wars, right? Take the first Star okay. Wars, for example. Uh -huh. You are thrown right into the world of Star Wars. You don't have an hour with Luke Skywalker figuring out who he is. You just go, here's the characters. Yeah. And then as they develop, you find out that Luke is, you know, he's like naive to the world because he's lived on Tatooine. You find yeah. out that Obi-Wan is really wise and fought in this war that you hear about. Yeah. Han Solo's kind of a smuggler. He's kind of a douche, but maybe he's a... Those things develop as the plot... They're, the plot moves forward with the characters. And yeah. I really hate that this day and age, shows like Invasion and just movies in general mm -hmm. that are mid have this tendency to try to make everything really likable yeah. because I feel like the plot isn't. Yeah. And I just, it's very frustrating when you get invested in something and then all of a sudden it just, it just fizzles because there's just nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's switching That's from it, it's switching from show don't tell to tell don't show, you know. I hate that. Is, yeah, yeah. Let's check in with future Odie again. Okay, it's future Odie again because I gotta talk about this, and I already said this in my video, so it's gonna be in there. But I want to say it on the pod too. Not enough people talk about how airport food is exactly exactly like movie theater food. It is mid tier overpriced food that at best tastes like it came from like an upscale fast food restaurant the fact that i just spent 30 dollars on a burger and garlic fries which are soggy because they're just oil and garlic that like regular fries are just doused in and then a bottle of root beer that's what it's called root beer cost me almost 36 dollars for comparison last night my partner and i goose we went out to get poke bowls and it wasn't even this price i got upscale poke for less than a mid-tier burger at an airport in san francisco and i keep talking about this for a really long time because it also drives me crazy that when you go to like the movie theater specifically amc because i'm an amc stub hub mass is that like their chicken tenders are just like average chicken tenders they just drop in a deep fryer same with pretzel bites like none of it it's all frozen food that costs in the double fucking digits and i'm burping because there's root beer is hitting me but yeah, it's another thought from future Odie. I'm still on the same layover, by the way. Been a very interesting ride. I also got a bloody nose. That was weird. Wasn't expecting that. But anyways, yeah, what an adventure we're already at. And I didn't mention this in my last update, but you can just combine these together, Kevin. I'm, I'm sure you will. 
I think it's really funny that part of the trip, I was gonna see like how many delays I got. And before I even left my home airport, I got a delay. Like right off the gate, literally at the gate, right off the rip, got a delay. So I'm, I'm so excited. I'm two out of eight flights down and I'm at 90% energy. So like, let's see what happens. Oh my God, I can't believe he ran into D. Snyder. He? Sorry, they. I can't believe D. Snyder, he ran into them. He ran into them. Um, sorry, I, I'm just trying to like go off the cuff with the D. Snyder bit. Uh, D. Snyder bit. I'm gonna put Twisted Metal, or Twisted, Twisted Metal, Twisted Sister on my uh Twisted on Metal. I can't believe they ran into Anthony Mackie and D. Snyder. I was gonna say that, Anthony Mackie from Twisted Metal. And the voice of Will Oh my Dad. god. <laughs> At an airport bar. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Mm. I I'm seriously though, I, I am concerned for them. That's that's a lot of flights to take back and back back to back. So I'm I'm just wishing them the best. Loki, get away from my hold on. I have a cat that's trying to tangle himself in um these these cords. Hi. Okay. Uh no, uh, but yeah, the shift away from uh, show don't tell to tell don't show, I, I think it's it's um, it, it's like a marker of how things are developing from a cultural standpoint. Like people, like uh, recently, bigger production companies have started shopping around for what they call second screen viewing material, where yes, the TV is the second screen and we're all like guilty of this right like you turn something on you get on your phone you're doing something on your phone you're engaged in that but then you're looking at the tv every once in a while right you're yep. multitasking now like psychologically scientifically factually objectively you cannot actually pay attention to two things at once what you're doing is you're switching you're switching your attention back and forth between the two things. And that's why so many people, when you ask them, like, they're like, Oh, I watched that show a few months ago. And you're like, what was it about? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's because you're yeah. not giving it your full attention. And so now like companies that are trying to just get you to have things on, right? Like th their job is to make things that you watch or don't watch just things you have on at this point, you know? And for a lot of people, that's just like that's exactly what it is you know like reality tv is second screen viewing for a lot of people yeah you know and, and like yeah. um some of the more base level stuff like maybe maybe the that show invasion is a second screen viewing thing i'm not 100 percent on that but maybe a lot of it's in subtitles though, maybe that's other, what it was other countries oh that's weird like, the, you, i don't know yeah like if you, because I put my phone up to look at the cast for a minute, and I yeah. had to rewind because yeah. the Japanese characters were talking. But again, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, I didn't miss Wait, anything because there was nothing if, going on. You know, like I, I, I'm gonna sound old when I say this. Like I'm just gonna sound That's old. Okay. But That's like, okay. yeah, and it is okay. Get away from the mic cords, man. Get out of there. Um, if if you're more intentional with how much you consume right it it becomes easier to discern what's good and worth time mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you if you're like a lot yeah and what i mean is it, it 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 comes down to intention time and material 
right? So like you have to be intentional. You have to have a set amount of time for it. You can't just like turn something on and then like just let it run, you know? And I, like I said, I'm guilty of doing this. The only reason I can accurately describe this is I have done it. Right. So like now, and I'll be like, here's, here's a good, like good example. I, I can't binge watch. I, I think I finally like, you know, for a long time I could, I had the ability to watch like, th- I would say even watching three episodes that are 40 minutes of something is technically binge watching, right? That's watching a, a long movie doesn't count in my mind because the movie is one singular art piece. It's a complete Chan- story. Yeah. And it's not like, it's Usually. like you're trying, you're, you're not watching it twice. You're not what, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're tying together. Like it's good- the Meg too. seeing Oppenheimer is not binge watching. Watching Braveheart is not binge watching. Like those yeah. movies are watching long. all the Marvel the, movies yeah, back to back is binge watching. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you can't just like tr- when you, when, and when you do that, you lower Without thinking about it, without being intentional, you lower your mind's own expectation for what's going to entertain it, right? And so one thing that I've started doing, I have two shows that I'm watching right now. And then I will probably catch Jujutsu Kaisen sometime within the next two weeks and be caught up, right? Because, uh, well, then whatever. So then I'm caught up. Like, but like, yeah, you're good. I would have gone and looked for it within the next couple of weeks, right? I would have been like, oh, yeah. okay, where's Jujutsu Okay, But, like, I'm watching One Piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm watching uh, Foundation, okay? I, I cannot do more than two episodes of Foundation, which is the length of an action movie, really. Like, it's, hour, it's about an hour. Yeah. It's about an hour and 20. Well, it's like 40, 40 to 45 minutes, depending on the episode, right? Um, which I, I, that's one thing that I do really enjoy. I like that, um, Apple TV, like some episodes are like 30 minutes and some episodes are like 45 and some are 50 and like, they're just like, yeah, whatever actually works for it. I think they're giving, uh, people who are like writing and directing a little bit more freedom to like say, this is this episode rather than like being like, it has to be this much, you know? Um, which I, and I think that the quality is showing there, but so with foundation, Right. I'm I'm very intentionally only watching like two episodes of that with one piece. There's over a thousand episodes that exist. Right. So what I'm doing with one piece instead is I'm turning it on in the background. Now, I'm not doing second screen viewing because what I'm doing is I'm doing laundry. I'm doing the dishes, but I'm listening to it. Right. So it's almost like there's an audio experience that's happening. I've switched the way that I'm consuming it and I've been very intentional with it because I want to consume a larger amount of it. But I don't want to be sitting sedentary for a long period of time consuming that. And I feel like that's a good thing to do. I obviously even me like I have a little self-criticism on that. I'm like, well, what's your inherent level? uh, What's your inherent threshold of hypocrisy there? You know, like how much of a hypocrite are you being by binge consuming? Because I technically still am right. And I'm going to be self-aware with that. But like. I, I do feel like having it on that way is the most um, efficient way to consume it because it, it is very it, – it's not like it's incredibly nuanced material. It's a shonen. Yeah. You know, it's, like, meant for young adult – or young adult. Yeah, it's a young adult entertainment. So, like, yeah. it's not like anything's, like, 
going over my head when I'm not watching it. And I do, you can tell based on like musical cues and like how people are speaking, if something important is about to happen. And a lot of times I'll like pause and kind of like lean in and go, Oh, what's going on with Sanji? You know? Um, well, <laughs> and it's then, interesting that you say that you're doing it that way. Yeah. Because I've learned in the last year, I can't watch stuff in the background. Like I can't put a show on, and have it play and not pay attention. If I'm going to watch something like with my eyes, mm-hmm. I need to be 100% present mm-hmm. and I need to 100% absorb it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll admit I'm guilty of second screen watching, but mostly when I'm doing that, it's looking up cast, maybe looking up things about who made it. Yeah. Um, maybe sometimes doom scrolling a little bit, depending on what it is, if it's something I'm not interested in. Yeah. But I've learned that what I've been doing a lot lately, and it's still a version of binge consuming, it's just a different, I think it's just a different alley is whenever I'm doing anything, whether it be uh, editing or cooking, especially when I'm cooking, because I love to live in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm doing anything at all, I have headphones on and I'm either listening to a podcast, an informative podcast of some kind, or I'm listening to music. I've realized that I binge consume podcasts more than anything else in my life probably because like last night I sat down and I watched three episodes of Invasion back to back to back because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. I regret that because it was a waste of fucking time because it was a yeah. bad show. Yeah. But I was hoping I could watch three episodes and then kind of keep them spread out as I mm-hmm. continue to go because I'm the same way. If it's like a 40 to an hour long episode, I can yeah. maybe sit down and watch two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm good for like two hours of watching something, maybe three if it's a movie or, you know, a special case scenario. But people that can put stuff on in the background and like, somehow pay attention or know what's going on and also do other things. Yeah. Wild. Not me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> For the most part, I like, yeah, I, I really, I, I identify with that. The only reason I think I can turn one piece on in the background is because I'm, I'm treating it like an audiobook almost like as I'm ah, lit, because yeah. it's one of those being a shonen, like they're announcing what's happening. There's a lot of exposition in shonen, right? There's a lot of exposition yeah. in anime that are of that genre style. Um, and, and sometimes the exposition catches my eye and I'll sit down and watch like, an episode here or there because I'll be like, Oh, this is really interesting right now. Um, or like if I'm taking a small break. So that's, but that's just been my approach to that because I want to watch it. I'm enjoying when I am watching it. And yeah, there's like a part of me that's like, you should respect the animators a little more and like maybe just watch one episode at a time or whatever. But ultimately I kind of also, I'm playing the game of catch up. <laughs> so like, yeah. I like being completely honest, I kind of like, I feel like I'm catching enough of it to appreciate it. And I feel like I'm, I'm like, you know, giving the respect to the art form that I need to. And I'll probably, honestly, at this point, I'll probably go through and read the manga at some point. Um, but you know, like I've gotten used to now listening to audiobooks, like having a show on in the background instead of having music, you know? So like, um, and part of the reason I'm doing that is I'm trying to train myself to not do, second screen viewing and it's not like there's a lot of um there's a lot of people who are speaking around the neuroscience realm right now who are talking about dopamine and they're kind of demonizing it and treating it like a drug because everything's a drug um but like everything's a drug everything's a drug um but like the 
but dopamine, I don't think, is the problem. I think it's how lenient we are with ourselves. Like, going back to, you know, like, I'm I'm really, the word, like, like my word for the year, this year, like, uh, when I first started, I was like, all right, the word of the year for you is ingenuity. Because I kind of give myself a word of the year, right? So, like, I want to be ingenious. I want to use the concept of ingenuity. I want to be creative when solving problems, things like that. Um, so ingenuity is a good thing for me, but really I'm kind of realizing like now it's shifted into discipline. I've really been studying that, you know, like I've really been paying attention to like, okay, cool. Where could my discipline be better? And it's not that like, I don't think that dopamine should be demonized because dopamine, you know, the drug that produces like pain, pleasure, things like that. Um, it's it closely associated with high level experiences. Um, I don't think that that's the problem, right? You know, I, I think dopamine, dopamine is actually, I think it's, it's the solution to a behavioral problem that we've been creating within ourselves as a culture, right? Uh, going back to what I was originally saying, like we give too much credence to things that have any moderate level of success. Like we, we equate the idea of success with good, the word good right it it, it yeah. was successful so it must be good but not everything that's successful is good or good for you you know and yeah. we've learned that lesson time and time again and it's been reskinned in the form of data informational exchange and media consumption um just because something is succeeding doesn't mean it's good right like Th and not only that there's going back to where you and i even first started this podcast like there's people who get paid extra to make things appear as though they are successful. You know, going back to my original love hate relationship with media and informational exchange, uh, which I think everybody has to some degree or another, but like we, we only apply that bias when it's, we apply that bias when it's most convenient. We apply it most often when it's most convenient, but like we need to apply that, that sort of a, instead of making a bias, uh, toward media, right? Whenever we're quoting it, we're conveniently quoting it toward a form of media that we don't like. We should use it. We should use that as a critical lens through which we we view all consumption of media, uh, transfer of information. You know, uh, uh, whether it be video, audio, like whatever yeah. it is, you, we should be critical of those things. We should be more intentional. We should be more disciplined with how much of it we consume. I I think. As I'm going through this, you know, just to round out this thought, I, I, as I'm going through this, I, I'm learning that the more intent I have in the things that I'm doing, the more disciplined I am about it, the more I'm able to task bracket, uh, the better I feel overall on a day-to-day -day basis. And the easier it is for me to really enjoy things when I do consume them, like when I am being a consumer, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, it goes back to what we said off air. And I've said it multiple times. Yeah. I go through, and I think so do you to some extent. I go through periods where I'm either consuming yep. or I'm creating. Yeah. I go through periods where I am guilty of sometimes binge watching. I'm guilty of, you know, just consuming a lot of content, usually like new shows or movies or even doom scrolling. Mm -hmm. But then I also go through periods where, which is what I'm in now, where it's like, I might sit down and watch an episode or two of something, but for the most part, I'm trying to figure out how I can create. And I think, yeah, ultimately, because the nice thing about all of this and like, I didn't like invasion, but there might be people out there that do like it. Yeah. I don't think so. It's got pretty low ratings and somehow ended up getting a season two, but Hey, 
all of this stuff is subjective at the end of the day, which is why I love it so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, when yeah, you yeah. really think yeah. about it, my love for the for Meg to the trench is subjective because probably objectively not a great movie, right? Yeah. But that's the thing about what we consume. What we yeah. consume is completely subjective to what we want. Yeah. And so I think it's just kind of going back to what you said as well. I think it's if you can have a healthy balance or just a discipline, you know, to to be careful how much you consume and when and what you consume of because yeah. to dive a tippy toe into another realm, you know, if you consume too much of a certain thing that might not always be correct, like news or influencers or, you know, things that are presented as facts that are actually false and you consume a lot of that and you start believing it at face value without doing your own, you know, due diligence of research or analyzing or critical thinking or anything of that nature. Yeah. Then the binge watching overconsumption and mid tier content that we've been getting become very dangerous. So I think that that discipline on how much you consume and when and what it is of all mm. is extreme. I mean, at least for me, it's extremely important extremely important like i'm not going to turn on the roseanne bar stand-up special that's on like the fox news streaming service where she makes fun of gen z and millennials for not knowing how to use a rotary phone mm -hmm. like i'm not going to watch that because it looks stupid <laughs> but yeah yeah um let's yeah. check in with future Odie one more time and then we'll round this podcast out i like it okay checking in again i am in atlanta and you know, in the last 28 hours, all I've had to eat is one very mediocre burger in San Francisco. So in Atlanta, where there's a food court and tons of options, I decided to get McDonald's and it tastes amazing. And that's how you know that you've been traveling for about 30 hours straight when McDonald's tastes good. My cup also says, feeling bubbly? And I am feeling bubbly. But I also noticed there's something specifically that I really like when it comes to travel. And it's when I see people, whether they're a couple, like friends, romantic, whatever. When I see two people having a good time and being happy. It just, I don't know, something about that that just really makes travel pretty, pretty fun, in my opinion. I got three flights left. Feeling good. Sleeping on all of them. In McDonald's watching foundation per kevin's recommendation and yeah here we go almost there not really whoa i don't i can't believe future Odie Jesus. became a flat earther wow i mean that many plane rides you see you just not see the curvature of the earth who, I guess. who knew two days of plane travel was all it took Disappointing <laughs> just for future me. Disappointing to level me. out your perspective <laughs> oh god yeah nice yeah thank you thank you i i had that loaded up for like a half an hour <laughs> of course yes of course i was trying come to come prepared. up with little things to say long before we started this podcast but uh here we are anyway um here we are <laughs> yeah so you know to round out what we're talking about today uh and i i think you know it, it'll definitely change the way that I'm even bringing things to this podcast coming forward. But like, I'm, I'm very intentionally consuming less media. Right. And by mm -hmm. media, Same. I mean, I mean, I mean, video audio consumption. So like my days are much more dedicated to interaction and interactive materials and experiences 
now than it has been for a, a very long time. And I think, a, you know, that's a, that's a byproduct of having volunteered for things, having signed up for things and shown up for them. Right. Like, so like, you know, doing the Adams family musical this fall, uh, doing uh Brigadoon, which is coming up soon. I'm, we're already doing rehearsals for that. So I'm, I have days where like, you know, I'm up at four fifty. I get my morning routine done. Coffee's made. Everything's taken care of. I get down to work. I work for about eight hours. I drive up. I do a workout. I have like Brigadoon rehearsal. I go home and then it's goddamn bedtime, you know, like <laughs> that's, the, and that's like that's a full day. That's four fifty to like nine p.m. And I'm tired, so like it's it's life. bedtime. Yeah. So there's like there's a little bit of like time to like decompress, unpack, and then go to bed. I actually really do enjoy it because it's not every day, so that's good. Um, it's only like two days a week, and then there's one other day where it's like really packed but it's judo and you know martial arts and so like that day is really packed and all those days you know what i've what i've found and the last thing that i'll kind of say on this is like what i found is that when i tire myself out like that and i put the right perspective on it like wow you did a lot of really good things for yourself you were there for a lot of other people you you were able to like hold your responsibilities together and and accomplish things and feel good about it at the end of the day i just feel good about myself it, it i feel less exhausted in turn because the perspective shift on it is that i'm not i'm not tired because of all the things i had to do i'm i'm looking at it from the lens of gratitude like wow isn't it amazing that you can do all these things? Isn't it great that like you, you had the opportunity and we're able to answer that, you know, like, yeah, yeah I'm very lucky to, I'm very fortunate and grateful to have those things. So. Agreed. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, I say, what's your jam? Oh yeah. Back to work. Yeah, what that was mine. What's not my jam? But what's, I do have actual jams. Oh, actual jams. Um, this I week, have actual jams. Emotional Oranges came out with a new album called Still Emo. That's like absolutely killer, killer. And um, uh, Bad Bad Not Good did a few jazz remixes of Turnstiles Glow On album. There's like three tracks, and they kind of just go back to back. I think they recorded it live. It's really, really good. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So like those two. Uh, I've been listening to those a lot. That's been really good. I've been obviously watching One Piece. I know that. One Piece and Foundation are like the only two things I've been watching. Foundation is amazing. Yeah. First off, I'm gonna start really, it. Really, really good. Big time. Like love Foundation. Um, and then, uh, One Piece is way better than I thought it w- would be. Like I honestly, I had a little bit of prejudice toward it because it seemed like a typical shonen. It's not. And uh, a lot of the characters have more agency than you might expect. If you watch a lot, like if you're an anime watcher and you watch Shonen, you know that sometimes female characters have less agency and less like character development and independence in a story. But on One Piece, they're actually they're they're very well treated. So I, I really um, what's what's the what's the thing? It's called uh, the Bechdel test. Do you know the Bechdel test? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One Piece passes the Bechdel test. Like really? women talk about things other than the other men than in the show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's probably the thing that I like the most about it. It's very heartwarming. Everyone has dreams in the show and it seems like anytime an important thing happens, it always kind of comes back around to like 
these are their dreams and it's the most important thing to them. And yeah, what a great like message to walk yeah. away from a show with, you know? Very nice. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, I watched, uh, the first season of hell's paradise, which is an anime. That's really good. Big, big fan. of. Yeah. That I heard one. that was good. Um, yeah, it's like, honestly, it is suicide squad meets the hunger games meets mysterious island it's insane it's really good okay um big fan of that um tried invasion didn't like it mm. what else did we watch mm-hmm. i think that, that might be the only show show yeah i mean well i guess because i haven't been on i didn't do anything last week i finished the bear okay phenomenal yep same really 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 love the bear I loved think that like, yep such a such a good show yep um yeah, that and Hell's Paradise are really the only shows I've I think I can say that I've actually like watched watch. I Yeah. Um music wise though, mm-hmm. I have been on a uh big bad omens kick. I've been listening to all of their albums basically. They have three. Yep. Um just kind of listening to that a little bit on repeat just because I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Um and then I'm getting the album. And then I listened to Road to Casablanco. Okay. Have you heard of this from Armani White? Yes. So he for those of you that don't know that song, it's a very popular audio. It's like big top black hair Billy Eilish. It's like a very famous like music bit that people use in like Instagram reels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He thinks that song. Honestly, his whole album, really good. I was actually really impressed with it. I um, yeah. I really enjoyed listening to it. Pretty solid. That's good. Um, I do have another one to throw in the mix. Hail the Sun came out with a new album. Uh, and they are, you know, we're talking about like all of these things, like, you know, everything being a drug and like cultural, uh, just cultural shifts and things like that. Um, they, Donnie, the singer from uh, Hail the Sun, does a really, really, really good job of like, I think, compartmentalizing uh sociological and philosophical issues into songs that end up being kind of like catchy post-rock uh some people would classify it as emo because he's got like a higher voice and they scream and stuff but like very post hardcore post-rock uh fun songs and i just started listening to that this morning i only got through a few songs but it's really really good they always do a great job the i'll have to check that out the other I forgot. A I big recommendation. You you should listen to everything Hail the Sun puts out. It's a, it's so good. I've heard of them before. I need to, yeah, I need they're to great. get into them. Um, have you heard of the movie The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage? Yes. It came out last year. I didn't even mm-hmm. get a chance to watch it. And someone so posted good. like a scene from it not long ago i think as like a reel on instagram or something and i was like oh shit you know going back to what we were talking about there's just so much happening all the time as far as like media goes there's so much to consume you know like there's just too Mm. much i we can't possibly consume it all i watched it in orlando yeah um we watched it as a as like a friend group or whatever yeah i love pedro pascal i love nicholas cage honestly recommend it it yeah. is it is a very fun enjoyable silly it's stupid but it's not so stupid that it's like bad it, it's like bad good it's just right. it's just stupid but like it's because it's like a, it's a stupid movie like it's a yeah. stupid plot it's, it's actor nicholas nicholas Na- actor nicholas cage playing a fictionalized version of himself to go hang out with 
a drug kingpin. Like, I love it's it. Hilariously I love dumb. It. But like the moments they have together, because the the main plot is that Pedro Pascal's character is just obsessed with Nicolas Cage, and there's yeah. so many points in this movie where they just break out and start acting at each other oh, as I their love characters, that. though. And it's just so good, man. That's it's great. such an enjoyable time. So, I do need to watch that. Oh, I've got one more thing for you. I've come okay. up with the movie that you and I need to like get high and watch this season. Oh, but it's my turn to pick. But go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know the movie oh. that we need to watch. It's another what? fever dream of a movie. Okay. And it is it is the absolute like tour de force character acting moment of John Leguizamo's career. It is the 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 early two thousands classic, The Pest. Okay, I haven't seen that one. I'm down. Yes, I'm so pumped. I just something happened the other day. Someone said something, and it made me think of one of the many jokes from that movie that my brothers and I would repeat to each other ad nauseum as kids. And I thought, and I was like, oh my god, that movie is like a like it's a farce and a masterpiece and it is just like it doesn't slow down. It's a comedy through and through. It is ridiculous through and through and it just does not stop. Like it's almost like someone took a bunch of ideas for skits that John Leguizamo could be in and then was mm. like, "Here, do all of these and some of them are going to be racially not okay. Enjoy." And like that it, it's right. it's so like dude, I cannot even I'm begin. Excited. Like I feel I feel like if this movie like ever went like like if it ever research, like it like surged in popularity once more like came back like within a week you'd see john leguizamo going like i'm really sorry for all the things that i portrayed in the past (laughs) we didn't know (laughs) like it's so (laughs) it's yeah we have to watch it but but that's it and it's because i thought of it i was like oh my god i need to watch this with Odie." yes okay okay good i'm down good i'm I'm glad perfect i'll let you get back to work (laughs) Odie. um you know what I want Odie from the future at the tail end of their journey uh, with D. Snyder and Anthony <laughs> Mackie. Uh, and the Flat Earthers. I've, I, and I've collected Odie's yep. airport. I've collected them. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> and, and some Flat Earthers uh, to close out the podcast for us. So let's go back to them one more time. Okay. So we have completed all the flights. We're done. And we ended with... A grand total, I think it was either four or five delays, which two of those were over an hour where we were already on the plane, sitting on the tarmac, just waiting because it was maintenance issues. And then we also got a cancellation, which was super fun. So overall, the trip was really fun and exciting. I am exhausted. I'm dead to the world. I'm going to need like at least a day to recover. But that's just because of lack of sleep more than anything. Because I mean, realistically, I just slept the last two nights on planes but overall, it was a very interesting experience that I really, really enjoyed. It was one that, I'm, for one, I'm very excited for this video. And two, I'm really excited for what might happen as a follow-up to this video with K to the Arvin being with me, which is amazing. That'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. I'm a little delusional, and I met some really cool people. I talked to a lot of people on my flights, 
and I met somebody that like raises cats, like rescues outdoor cats and like nurses them back to health. I met somebody who behind me was talking about how when you get to heaven, you can get a coupon for just being a good person is what she was saying. She also was the same person on one of my flights that was basically shouting to the whole plane. I don't know if she meant to shout. She was drinking that her marriage was over and she didn't care. And she was just going to stay on this plane until it ran out of fuel and that she didn't have mental health. She was full fucking mental, baby. And you know what? Respect for her for just not caring that she told the entire plane all of this. So overall, what an incredible experience. A great opportunity for me to see airports. It was a great airport tour. And I'm happy. And I'm... I don't know. I don't know what else to say here, Kevin. Maybe add some funny sound effects or something. But overall, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And hope you watch this video. And um, good night, Seattle. Perfect. Yeah, you can stop recording. That's it though, right? I mean, that's that's it. <laughs>